Yes, hello. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy Harness Racing, the podcast. Paul Cochran with you. Of course, I've got Brett Skelly and Tom Swiderski. Where else would the boys be on a day like today? Yeah, well, nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, so, no. Good to be no. Good to get a run. We're just loving talking about this game, aren't we? It's uh, it's not far off. Um, 10th of January is the launch. A quick little reminder to people, make sure you get your team in. You don't want to miss out on those vital first points. 10th of January is when it starts. And if you miss out on those first round of points... You are going to be behind the eight ball when it comes to trying to win the car, aren't it'll, you, Brett? It'll be even harder to catch me out in front. So. <laughs> Gotta love the swagger of the man, don't uh, you, Tommy? It's good too, but you can always catch up in the head-to-head leagues as well because it's not on total points; it's it's round by round, and also you can win your weekly prizes. So it's not all it's not all lost if you miss the first couple of weeks. Absolutely. Well, boys, what would we know about fantasy sports? We're just a couple of battlers sitting around a table who are just basically trying to have a crack at a whole new concept. So what we thought we'd do is we'd bring in someone who has been there, done that, was once a battler sitting around a table with a bunch of mates. Hey, I'd like to welcome Warney from the AFL Fantasy Podcast uh, to our show. Warney, it's great to have you, mate. Thanks, Paul, and very much still a battler even, uh, I think, what are we? I think we're enjoying our 17th season doing what Jeez. we do, so um, I will still very much call myself a battler at what I do. Mate, I guess um, the infancy of what you guys do, you've got, hey, and I should say, Australia's number two sports podcast just recently. Well done. <laughs> hey, there, there's some aspiration good, yeah. for us, boys. Try and catch Warney and long, Warney long, and Cal and, and Roy. We'll be number one. No, it was a time. nice thing to uh, nice to get something, um, oh, a little bit of recognition, considering we uh, are just three blokes that sit around a microphone and dribble a fair bit of rubbish. So it must be touching. Uh, someone must have thought it was all right. Yeah, no, I think you're bringing a bit of bit of science and a bit of intel to it, though. And and, and a key part of, I think a key part of the fantasy sports, um, you know, game is the narrative that wraps itself around the game, and and that's what you guys do. I mean, I'm I'm a keen listener, and I love that. That you guys are able to to break down what you know scenario kind of uh, kind of stats and you know what could happen. As you said, we are just a handful of battlers sitting around a table, and we've said in previous podcasts, Warney, there's a lot of a lot of guesswork that goes into it. We we can't manufacture what happens, you know, on a racetrack, just as you guys can't manufacture what happens in an AFL, on an AFL ground week on week and what happens in individual moments in games. You, you've got zero control over injuries. You've got zero control over the interchanges that a, that a coach and a, you know, and, a, and, a, and a game staff want to make, just as we've got no control over the direction that a driver takes or, or whether a horse wants to gallop at the score up you know, <laughs> during a game. So there's a lot of guesswork to it, but... With the right conversations and the right amount of analysis and becoming a student of the sport, you can actually go some way to try and be a little bit ahead of the game, can't you? Exactly right. It's like I guess we when we follow um, any sort of sport event, any uh, any of the racing, we we have a bit of an idea who might be doing better or those sorts of things. And I guess that's what fantasy sports is all about as well. You you try to make your story, tell your story of why something's going to happen. Um, the players that you might be, uh, you know, you think that oh they should be due for a good one or things like that. And you're, you're making some educated guesses around it. But like you said, at the end of the day, we can't go and predict everything that can happen. But but I think that's the fun of it. I think. I think that's what we love about fantasy sports is the fact that um, it's it's not just a, a given. You don't know exactly what's going to happen. So that sort of throws the cat amongst the pigeons a little bit. But if you're making some astute decisions, usually you're, uh, you're probably right more than you're wrong, I would say, along the way. And that's hopefully what we'll come across too when we're having a crack at this harness racing game because I'm very excited to be um, on board and being ready to, uh, well, 
learning a fair bit more. I think that's probably where I'm coming from. It's exciting for us. I know the, I know the boys have got some questions for you. Yeah, one of the questions I've got. Um, so say every week, are you watching every game? Because I know as a Fremantle supporter with the, uh, the AFL, I've watched a lot more uh, West Coast games and I would – usually want to care to watch so but that's to try and get those fantasy points up are you sitting there every week watching every game and and taking notes on that uh i guess so probably more than the average punter probably because i've got to talk about it a little bit more but um it's one of those things that you sort of not only just if i'm not watching it because i've got a five-year-old which often i'm at a dancing thing or something like that with her and i'll still have the phone there and be following pretty closely the results which is something we can do across any sort of sport but in harness racing, you'll be you'll be taking track of um, probably some of the tracks that you don't normally think about, and that sort of thing, and it'll have you a bit more engaged across the day, so you can see who's going alright. And and I think a lot of it's about a lot of it can be about the stats. You can look at stuff. You don't necessarily need to watch them play or watch them ride to necessarily know exactly how it's going. So you can sort of you know just keeping a track of it is probably the other side of it as well, rather than just being totally um, engaged, watching it all the time. However, it's not a bad thing when you can spend the day watching um, watching your sports and and going, yep, I'm, I'm having some impact or influence here <laughs> watching my guys run around or, or ride around. Yeah, warning. You've said you've been doing it how long? 17, 18 years now? 17 years. It's a long time. It's the longest relationship I've had, I reckon, in my <laughs> life. So um, I, uh, I think, um, yeah, we started sort of basically as a, a group of boys uh, living together and I think um, it was just after we were sort of out of uni and we were in the share houses, uh, a lot of those blokes in their early 20s might be, and a lot of our conversations were about fantasy footy and a mate started a blog and so we sort of started um, making these YouTube videos around it. But pretty much our conversations just all went through fantasy sport. And so, um, yeah, I think it's something that we were good at talking, that's one thing, but also good at good at learning what we're doing, but also we like a fair bit of banter, which is, again, that's, I think, one of the key things to fantasy sports. Yes, it's nice to win and that car's an epic prize and all that stuff along the way, but I think the engagement and the fun that it is, it's like probably, you know, 30 years ago, the water cooler conversation was how you went in the footy tipping that week or, or whatever, whereas fantasy sports is really taking that to another level and I think you see um, there's a lot more engagement with what you do. So, yeah, 17 years, it's a, it's a long time, but, um, yeah, hopefully there's at least another 17 more to go. With your, with your private leagues, are they head-to-head or are they total points? Because that's it's a big difference and I know from me personally, I was a couple of hundred points ahead at the end of the year, but I lost on the head-to-heads. Doesn't it when that happens? They always go head to heads. That's what it's all about. I think you've got that matchup, and we play leagues against mates from all over Australia. So mates that we might have gone to uni with or whatever, and they're all in different states. And it's sort of a bit of a, an excuse to get together with your mates. We're in our forties now, and so we're, um, you don't get to see each other as much as you would like to. And uh, when I catch up with my mate. Beatty, for example, in Queensland, it's my excuse to um, give him a call when I'm playing him that week and then we'll exchange a few more texts than we normally would or give each other a call. So that's the the beauty of it. The I think at the end of the day, the, the league set up is what's great about it and, it and it's any given Sunday type thing or any given few days as we've got for this game that we are going across. So I think the, the main thing is that you've got um, – 
you've got your team up against their team and it is just you two. And and while you might be aiming for that car or whatever, the bragging rights that you get over your mates is probably, uh, I think sometimes that feels even better. I think that's where we're going to get currency, boys. You know, and as we've said a few times, the, the chances of winning the car are minor. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> there's so many people in, in the game that winning the car is... Um, you know, that's Roy the Rover stuff, you well, know, I, to try I, and win a car. I've said before that everybody's playing for second, so yeah, it's a good thing I can't win the car. We're not eligible, so, so, yeah, that's, yeah, so, so people can be thankful of that. But, you know, it's the, it's the ability to be able to get together and have that, that banter and that head-to-head league stuff. I think that's, that's going to be really cool. But, you know, so if you, if you, when you're registering, go on, but there, there's two tabs. There's the My Team and then there's the League tab. So go on that. You can join an existing league, which is sort of an overall points – like say if you're in a footy tip and comp and, and you're just a whole bunch of people in and it's who's leading, who's got the most tips, that's how this will work. That'll be most points. But then there's the other type you can play and you select when you go in and choose a league and that's you choose head-to-head. You can choose how many teams. It has to be an even number. I set one up this morning and you can go up to 20 teams and then you can say, all right, I want a final system. You could have eight in your final system. It could be four, whatever. And that's that's what you can you can engineer that around whether it's your family, your friends, your foes, your cousins, your, you know, your pets, whatever, you know, and and create that that competition. Warney, that's where it's fantastic, and that's where I think the the banter and the and the arm wrestle kicks in each week. But it throws an extra eyeball on on you know in your in your you're an Essendon supporter, so you're looking at games that may not necessarily have been on your radar normally, and you're watching it because there's a there's a relevance to point scoring for that. For us, we put it in our context, we think people are going to be paying attention to races and individual drivers in races that normally they wouldn't necessarily pay as much attention to. That's right. Well, in the footy term, you know, that, that Sunday twilight game, which might be a bit of a graveyard slot type thing, that that has a lot of relevance and it could be two teams that you do not give a flying whatever about. So um, that's a nice thing. But looking at your guys, and I love the way it's set up in the regions and I think that might get, well, for me to be thinking about, oh, yeah, let's have a look at those those meets out in those different places. So um, where you're going to raise the profile of, of people in or riders there, drivers there and you've also got, um, you've got, yeah, wherever, wherever you've got um, that happening. So I think any... Any fantasy sport does that, gives you that little bit of interest in things that you wouldn't normally be. And I know the survey results that we get out of the AFL stuff is that fantasy coaches are definitely, um, well, they love a lot more. Uh, they watch more games of footy than than the regular Joe punters. So I'm sure that is something that will happen here. And as soon as you get invested in a bit of a fantasy thing, and I'm, I, there might be a lot of first-time uh, fantasy players listening here, you do get in and you really just love it. And it's just great fun to, um, to keep track of is one thing. But as you said, the league stuff is what's great. And that's where, you know, you're playing against your mate that week. And while it might just be those uh, four points on the ladder or however it's going to work, um, it could be that you you stick a carton on it. It could be that you you put a feed on it. <laughs> Tommy's or already like got that. some but coins sitting on his on his league, yeah. I think. So yeah, yeah plenty yeah, of money in the pot. Might at the be moment. a might be a weekly parmesan or something like that. So <laughs> whatever it is, I think that adds a little bit more to it. And so when you're checking those uh, on an afternoon when there's a when there's a meet on and you're going, yep, that's my rider there. So you've got your driver um, picked for that day and. 
and they're getting that those place points, which is what it's all about here. Yeah. So I think that's the that's the key to be there and, and keep that little group chat going as well because that's the other side of it because it's nice to update that with your mates. I think that's where I think a lot of group chats can have a lot of fun and bands, but fantasy sports one, I think they sometimes take it to the next level. So as an outsider to the industry, um, when you're setting up your team uh, as part of the fantasy harness racing, are you going through and checking out the profiles of, of each of these drivers? Well, and that's something that I have been having a look at, and you sort of have a look at, I guess, the guys. It's like, in, well, again, in any any fantasy sport, these these guys here have all got their sort of prices next to their names and um, all of that. And so you go, oh, maybe the more expensive ones, you learn a little bit about them as being a um, – more, more a premium name, if that's what you'd like to call it, because that's the names we call them in our fantasy footy. So um, you'll learn a little bit there and, and look at the mix, I guess. And I guess the hard thing is is the data, really. it's, a, it's ve- I think that's what's exciting about this in year one is that there isn't really um, for, for an outsider to, to go and make a really big call. But I think some of it there, it's going to going to be about obviously fitting the fitting the drivers into the salary cap to make sure that works of course but um but also just yeah learning who what names might be the must-haves and i think i need to listen to you blokes a little bit to to find those along the way hey hey warney one of one of the things we've done um and you just picked up on that with the salary cap for first timers and, and you fit that bracket in in the context of our sport and everyone really who's playing our game is going to be a first timer to this people are bringing some you know skin in the game in playing other fantasy codes but for our context because it's new one of the things that we've done is is not put variable pricing into it and and in your game and in in a lot of fantasy games prices go up and down based on performance now as a as a newbie to this and again i would say that because everyone is do you think that's going to make it easier for people in in the first year in an infancy year of a fantasy game that the price is the price so that's going to make it easier to wrap your head around what the the points model is in year one that's right. I think it definitely will. And I think what the key to that is as well is that you might find those guys that you missed out on or the, the must-haves, the the drivers from, um, you know, they'll have some good performances early and you think you, they might be the ones that you need to jump on because their prices aren't changing. At least then that can manage your uh, manage your salary cap and, and probably even keep you in, that, in the race for the uh, car as well, which is the other side of it early on because... Um, you're not sort of in in fantasy in AFL fantasy, for example. Um, yeah, they're changing weekly the prices, and so you miss the boat on someone. It's going to be very hard to get them. Whereas here, we'll be able to even watch for a couple of weeks. See, oh, was that just one out of the bag or things like that? But but knowing the the cheaper players and like in for for harness racing, for AFL, for whatever sport, NRL, wherever you are, it's all about value. And so that's what we're going to find. And at least we'll have a bit more of an idea. And I think, and hopefully this is as well from probably the the back end of it for you guys is thinking, that's great. We're going to see some good engagement from this because we're all going to be able to see these um, see these drives and go, yep, they're the ones that we want to have and, and follow that along as we go. But like we also said earlier on that things change very quickly in any form of fantasy sport and any sport in general. So um, so they may not necessarily be that must-have that we might think they are from week to week. Yeah, Warney, how much of your team uh, is on uh, – your selection of the team is based on stats or your general feel? I know the recency bias that – we discuss regularly on on this podcast because you've got drivers that reach get a four winners on a card and they're a must have and I'd imagine in AFL and I know my experience in NRL if they string two or three good games together everyone puts them in 
So how do you sort of manage that, particularly with a salary cap as well? Because, you know, some of the cheap players, they, they outperform their price. That's right. And that's where I actually go um, traditionally when I'm picking my salary cap teams is is look for that value first. Look at whoever's sort of in that price where I feel like they're underpriced. At the end of the day, um, the value type thing is going, will they outperform their price? And so that's something that we'll learn a fair bit, I guess, over these next um, next few weeks. Sort of once we're launched in January and we're, we're racing, we'll be able to see exactly um, what that means and what sort of points we're going to see as well. Like, it, you know, we, again, it's a bit of guesswork at the moment to see exactly what's going to be a good score um, for a week and things like that. Yeah, and that's one of the things we're starting to wrap our head around is, you know, what is a good score? Have you have you noticed that fantasy sports, obviously there's been a huge growth corridor over that you mentioned 17 years, but I think in the past decades when it's really enjoyed its moment, particularly um, here with Australian sports in particular, um, have you noticed that the conversation is amplified on the back of fantasy sports? So it, it, it's because fantasy sports really is just another way to talk about your sporting product. Definitely, and that's um, – I think it is, and you almost get a great little community out of it. I know there's certainly that there for our our work that we do, and um, it, it is just a way to talk about sport, and you view it in a different lens as well. But I think from um, that side of it, it's about that engagement, which is the great thing. Like, yes, we talk about our, our footy teams and the highs and lows of that, and sometimes you get almost stuck with um, – Sometimes it can be an echo chamber of talking to your mates about the same teams or the same players or whatever, whereas in fantasy sport, you're taking in everyone from the whole competition. So it is those Fremantle and Port Adelaide games that you're still caring about as much as your own team playing, Um, and that's what we'll see probably from these regions. I think that's probably the key to what you guys are doing. You've got these these regions, you're going to see something outside of what you might normally be doing. Even even the days that you look at stuff, you might only have certain days that you're really looking at your um, looking at your racing, and so that might be something that changes for a few people with their viewing habits and understanding that. But you do get that that really nice sense of community, and it is that way you can find that conversation, something to talk about, something that's there, and and always little things get thrown up that might be a little bit different. And and yeah, like I said before, it's a bit that water cooler conversation type thing. You've got you've got a couple of mates that are involved in this it's it's a little go-to talking talking point and you you're away and you're into it and and who knows sometimes where those conversations go it could turn into a another podcast is sometimes where it goes to and that's what we feel like sometimes the whole business model in itself yeah what are, what are the questions i've got do you get much feedback from the players are they coming up you know obviously you're a, a, a no name now um, are they are they coming up and saying, look, we love it, um, we love what you're saying, we love what you said about me the other day, or they're going, look, I had a rough week, um, lay off a little bit? Yeah, so, sometimes there is a little bit of that. It's interesting. I think there's quite a few players out there that play, and um, which is fun. I think I've um, had a couple of phone calls where I've been – I remember one day I was painting the house and I had this phone call from a, uh, a Brownlow medalist who just gave me a call to say, <laughs> oh, we've got our draft coming up this week. What do you think about here? I've got this pick and that sort of thing. Those, those types of things. I won't give away any names for that sort of stuff because um, – I think his league mates would uh, get a little bit <laughs> shitty about that too. Even like um, we have sort of dual position changes and some updates happen in our game where sometimes I might have a little early word on that and that might affect some people's gameplay and you get a little sneaky DM from someone, uh, whether that's through your Twitter or Instagram or something like that from someone there. But no, the players do get involved with it and I think some as they've, as they've got on, um, well, I will drop this, this AFL player. Tom Mitchell was interesting. We met him. 
uh, early on in his career when he showed a fair bit of uh, fantasy potential. He's a, a bit of a pig, as we like to call them in the game, because he racks up plenty of touches. <laughs> and he sort of played a little bit dumb to it all. But um, a few years later, we found out that he um, he won a week of the, the weekly prizes one week when he was in high school. So he obviously <laughs> knew a little bit of what he was doing. And um, and now I think he's just embraced it and realised, yep, he can start talking it up a little bit too and, and having a bit of fun with it. So, yeah, it's quite funny where some of them actually do even play a little bit dumb, so they're not doing that. In saying that too, don't want anyone listening here to go and send off a, an abusive tweet or something like that to someone who, no. who may not have uh, done as well as what you would like to because that stuff is uh yeah i think some people some people don't take oh well don't actually understand that yeah they're not actually out there trying to not do oh as well exactly as and with wagering <laughs> wagering attached to our sport too i mean our exactly. drivers cop enough of it i tell you what if we if we cop any of that we'll be we'll be really clamping down on people who are registered who, uh, who think that that's a good way to operate um yeah warning would you back yourself as a as a real general manager with a with a real salary cap <laughs> Uh, I think well, I think we all do, don't we? When we have a look at some of the decisions get made around uh, trade time and stuff like that, but I think what it is, it actually makes it feel a little bit real as well. You're actually looking at that, and you, you're managing, um, you're managing your group, you're managing your stable, you're managing whatever you've got there, or your drivers in the case here that you're having a look at. Well, what have you? What can you do with that? You've got a salary cap. I, I know that I'm not the one in charge of money at home. So um, <laughs> I think that Joe, Joe, my partner, she should actually be um, doing all this stuff because she's a banker actually in uh, in her day job. So I think she would actually go all right with this sort of stuff. But but I think I, I do all right. I think I can make the right choices, and that's one of my keys when it comes to the. Um, when it does come to the AFL fantasy game, and I know we won't have this in year one here, but seeing how much your team does increase in price, I think that's a that's a pretty exciting thing to be able to look at and go, oh yeah, I've ha- have made some really good financial decisions here as we go as you try to ride your ride your team home. Do you guys ever get any feedback about the pricing from any of the guys? I, I know that's been it. That's been the hot topic. I spend every Tuesday out at Menangle at our, at our principal track and that's where a lot of our big guns are in the metro region for our game and we we kept our powder dry Brett and I were highly responsible for putting together prices in the early days and so we obviously knew and that was what we were getting hammered with how much am I worth <laughs> and then since they've come out it's been I'm I'm cheap or I'm underpriced a couple of them aren't too thrilled about the price of <laughs> being put on their head do you ever get any feedback on that? Uh, well, not really, because it's all very much based on their previous year's stats. Yeah. So we get into a couple of them. Well, you've made yourself nice and cheap for next year after they've had a pretty ordinary season. So we uh, we can <laughs> hang our hats on that. So yeah, this is the thing for you guys right from the get go. You uh, yeah, you, you've left, you've got yourself out there, uh, hung yourself out to dry a little bit with it because you. Oh well, at least next year you have some data, and that's what you can fall back on. Hey, boys, Warnie mentioned the pigs before. I don't know if you guys know. Um, I mean, I, I love the podcast that, uh, that Warnie, Roy and Cal put together each week, but he mentioned uh, the, the pigs. So they've got a, a, an elite class of the, the absolute guns of fantasy, fantasy AFL history that, that uh, collectively the, the pigs. If we ever go down that path, well, what are we going to – and so they get snouted is, is what the boys do if they, if they get pig status. How are we going to come up with something akin if we end up going that path? What, do they get the golden, sh- the golden horseshoe or something like that? Or I can't think of what we'd uh, – how we'd crown our, our um, leading drivers. 
Yeah, any, I, any thoughts? I, I, yellow jacket. Yellow jacket. Well, we'll, we'll probably end up doing something like that. But yeah, how do we? Well, I don't know what collectively we. How collectively we're going to have to put some thought into that because mm. we, we're going to have the big guns emerge um, through it, and hopefully we're creating a legacy that's going to carry through for for many many years. Um, and who knows? We might. We, are we still going to be sitting here 17 years? Tommy, don't get any ideas either. Warney said that him and him and his mates moved in together. Don't get any ideas on that either. We haven't started anything that... I'm looking to move out too, so... Anything that I cute at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Warney, you, what you guys have done, have you, you, you've created... You, you've created the conversation around AFL in a, in a very different way, which is something that we we have hoped to achieve. You've we, we've got people putting eyeballs on the sport in a, and and paying attention to individuals, which is really something that we're trying to achieve. You've raised the profile of a number of individuals in the sport in a, in in a way that makes their stats shine, and that's really everything that we can achieve with our game, isn't it? Exactly, and I think. The way you've got this set up is great. It's it's simple. I think that's a really easy thing to understand, and and it's all about success too. That's what it rides on. You you're pretty much getting there and going. Yep, we're trying to pick the best, and it doesn't always happen for you and all that sort of stuff. But it's really simple scoring. It's easy to follow. You'll be able to be wherever you are. You can quickly check out results and things like that to to see how things are going. So I think that's that's the key to it. I think that's what's great about any form of fantasy sport. You're going to be following guys that you haven't ever seen before. Um, you may not have heard of some of these uh, these people before. So that's the nice thing I think that's going to be about it. And yeah, like I said, you set up with a a really good structure. You're hitting those different positions as they are or uh, regions and and you're seeing a fair bit of, um, I guess, information that you'll have over this time too. And I think that's where I think I'm going to enjoy it and, and you guys will have fun bringing that to people as well because you're going to be opening up lots of different eyes to different places. Yeah, it's got simplicity about it. And, you know, re- regions, you can draw parallels between regions and positions and, <laughs> you know, and how the point system works and that Um Mate, I, I hope you have a crack at putting the team together. If you got any got any questions for us, I, you, you know, as you know, you cop you cop my uh, text messages throughout the <laughs> AFL season with, um, and sometimes I know the answer. I just want a second opinion. It's like betting. We hear this so often from from people out there. They might they might have an idea of a horse, but if a tipster has tipped it, all they've done is validate your the opinion. You're just seeking second opinion, and fantasy runs very similar to that. I know, yeah. but I'm badgering you because I just want I want my opinion validated. So feel free to reciprocate that. Uh, I don't confess it, but what we've said here among us three, just same as you boys do with your podcast, we don't pretend to have all the answers. What we're going to try and do is help steer people in, in some level of direction and hopefully prompt some thought around how team structure and strategy might look like because we, we exactly. think strategically our game is going to be really, really unique in how it's strategically put together because the salary cap is so challenging. And that's it. I think that's going to be the thing that I, I'll probably need my little hot tips, and this is for anyone probably in that position with me <laughs> as well, just almost those those must-haves that you need. Let's build a team around these guys and then 
and then see what can see what you can do with that and it might be some geez if this was my partner joe she'd be picking the the nicest <laughs> silks there i reckon whichever color she likes the best so and at the end of the day the warn dogs might be made up of the best looking team on paper as well <laughs> well mate it is so good to have you um have you on board we, we've obviously taken up a bit of your time uh i know you guys are busy afl fantasy season isn't far away we're, we're collegiate in the fantasy sports world we encourage people to get in and play other sports obviously we hope people have a have a go at, at ours as well um but you know afl fantasy is a great product nrl fantasy is a good product pick up sticks fantasy is a good product if that exists as well so get out there and and ruling it together and i don't see a problem with being able to play multiple codes it takes up a lot of your time but hey what's time brett you know, you and I know how much time it takes us on our AFL teams, and I'm trying to do NRL at the same time as this, well. So. This is just another one to the list, so I'm waiting yeah. for the divorce papers. <laughs> no, Married to our fantasy sport. Yes, <laughs> it's good fun. We've got a lot of fantasy sport widows out there uh, every six months, and our, that's our game, six months. Warnie, thank you so much for giving up your time, my friend. It's uh, fantastic to have you on our podcast, and hopefully people have got a little bit of an insight into what the opportunity for fantasy sports look like um, in, in a broader context not necessarily drilling down on the nitty-gritty of team selection, but you know, seeing, seeing what the dream can look like. And you guys are testament to that. 17 years, a group of mates putting together you know, friendly banter and, and, uh, and look at where it's got you. Second, second uh, in the Australian <laughs> Podcast Awards and uh, number one is, is on its way. Well done. Well, after listening to you guys, we might be uh, knocking down <laughs> another level. We might have a new contender for number one. Thanks, guys. Good luck this year. It's going to be fun. Great to have you on the show. Boys, thanks for your time again today. We've had another good show. I hope people got a little bit out of that one. And uh, to everyone listening, get around it. Make sure you get your team in registered. 10th of January is the the time when you've got to have your team registered so you can get those maximum points. Uh, Keep... keep uh, locked into the the pod and get your notifications on so that when we release one of these uh, one of these diatribes of banter around our great game that we're about to launch, you will hear it first. So we will catch you next time on Fantasy Harness Racing the podcast. <laughs>